Fresh Tech Fresh Tech Fresh Tech Welcome to Fresh Tech Tips. I'm Darrell Norris, CEO of Fresh Tech Solutions. Today I have some of my wonderful business partners with me. What's up, Darrell? I'm Nicholas and Basil Daniel, founder of Aegis Project Management LLC. And I am Dr. Doug Franklin, co-founder and CEO of Deck Launch LLC. How are you guys doing today? I'm feeling great, man. It's the Another wonderful Monday. How about you? Yeah, another, another beautiful day, man. Can't complain. How about you, Doug? Anytime I can wake up in the morning in the city season, I love it. <laughs> I guess that's the only way you can love it. If you don't wake up, you can't love it, though. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. So today's Fresh Tech Tip topic is pitching perfection. So we talk about executing your elevator pitch with excellence all the way back in episode 10, but we haven't gone into depth too much about pitch competition. So Nick, can you give us one of those world famous Nicholas definitions of what is a pitch competition? Yeah, so uh, a pitch competition um, is one where contestants have limited time to present their business idea in detail. Um, definitely always utilizing uh, a pitch deck uh, as the presentation, and we have already dis- defined pitch decks in detail. So if you're watching this show, you should know what a pitch deck is. If you don't, look at the replay last week um, to get caught up um, in front of an audience, a uh, set of judges or investors or a combination of all three. Um, the, the goal here is to get some kind of resource and usually is, is money, seed investment, but it can be more than that. It can be partnerships, strategic partnerships, mentorship, whatever is going to help you, you know, take your business to, to that next level. That's what you're looking to get as a contestant in a pitch competition. Yeah. So, so one of the things that, so, that sometimes we, we lose track of, and Nick said it, uh, the best is just the nature of exposure and opportunity. A lot of times when we think about pitch competitions, we're thinking about, well, is this a $5,000 pitch competition? Is this a 10000 a $100,000 pitch competition I'm entering? And some, and yes, the money is always worth, uh, worth it. But what happens if if you don't win a hundred percent? A lot of these pitch competitions have investors there that are waiting for this, waiting for second and third and fourth place uh, to give opportunities. You can, and just like Nick said, you can, you can definitely find team members. And if you don't believe it, check out uh, if you guys watch Shark Tank. Look and see how some of the, the, the people who didn't take investments from the shark are doing. Uh, there's, there's a couple of really, really cool businesses that have gone on the show and didn't necessarily take the money, but they got the exposure. All pitch competitions are the same thing for you. Definitely. Um, and, and that's a lot of pe- things that people don't understand that, um, you know, you're, you're there for obviously to win, you know, to win the big money. Um, but those the people that are in the room are are, are, are the the hidden gems that that people don't uh, tend to forget about. Um, so that's a great point. So we're talking about these the, these great pitch competitions. So how do you win? We're gonna give you you guys three three steps on or three items on how we're gonna win these pitch competitions. So the number one thing um, is is obviously preparation. So you have to prepare. Um, 
we can talk about every all of these pitch competitions have different different um entry points most of them require a pitch deck um shout out to deck lunch <laughs> um yeah, so so we want to do is we want to make sure that um that your that your pitch deck is meeting all of the expectations for that specific pitch competition um because you know that different different competitions can have different different rules you can have you know a 10 a 10 slide minimum uh, a time minimum 5 minute minimum 10 minute minimum um, are there going to be questions uh, Q and A at the end? Uh, so those, we, we need to know all of the all of the elements about this pitch competition before we before we just try to jump in and win it. And Doc, I'm sure you can you can expand on that. Yeah. So the, the, uh, so one of the things uh, that I always try to recommend to people uh, is find out as many expectations about the pitch competition because yes, there's judges that you have to impress. Uh, but generally, the judges don't work with that specific business. Uh, or if they, they do, they have a set of guidelines that, that they tend to evaluate everybody uh, everybody with. So some of it may be profitability. Some of those things, maybe do you have the team? Some It might just be straight up. Are you, have you shown them uh, the five specific slides <clears throat> in, this, in, in the resolution? Uh, that that you need in order to uh, in in order to go go forward, but all of these things end up end up aligning. So the best thing for you to do go on the web, get on their website, see what they have. If they don't have uh, any of their resources, Google search and see if you can find the scoring rubric for judges uh, for last year's event. Sometimes those things are floating around on the internet as resources, uh, so you just never know uh but that's one of the that's one of the very important things just prepare know what you're getting into and then jump into it and that's such a great point because you know when we when you first start talking about preparation i know you immediately think about you know the rules and having all the stuff that you need to do as far as your pitch and all that stuff is extremely important as a baseline you got to have that but that next step of preparation is kind of learn the room a little bit maybe targeting two or three judges that you know, okay, they they have more knowledge in my business. So if I can impress two or three of them, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to get me the outcome that I want. Cause you know, it's probably better and easier to do that than to please everybody um, in the room. And then also the first thing that we mentioned is exposure It's more than just the judges. So if you know the kind of crowd that's going to be there, that's also something you can take advantage of, advantage of as well. The only way to do that is to, Preparation is going to be too late if you're in the moment. You're just focusing on your pitch. It's too late then to start seeing you know, who's in the room and and, and whatnot. So that that's that's just such an awesome uh, point, Doug. Okay, so let's talk about the pitch deck. Um, I, we we we've, we've had several several times where you know we've seen a seen a beautiful pitch deck, and then we get to the competition and it's completely different. Format messed up. I can't pull it up. Oh man! Right. So, Doc, let's talk oh, about man. formatting and, and 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 how to avoid that. So, so there. So, the best thing for you to do, even if you're going away from your brand guidelines, uh, I I know there. I know I have some heavy marketing friends out there to watch us, but uh, in your pitch deck, if if you know that you have a really sexy, awesome font that does not exist anywhere. There's two ways you can take care of it. Either you need to present for PDF, or if you're using PowerPoint, you need to use some of the very generic, uh, um, g- generic fonts like Arial, uh, Helvetica, Montserrat. 
some of those things that don't that as long as soon as you take your computer from a Mac to a PC or a a, a new PC to an old uh, a PC that has 1997 Word on it, then you will be able to trans it'll translate better across the board. So like it's you so you need to do that. Um, and then uh, beyond just the you know the technical things in translation, there's there's a uh, we have a couple of our our favorite what grinds our gears about pitch decks that we see either when we're working on them or judging pitch, uh, pitch competitions. So I love that so since Rel asks all the questions, Rel, tell us, tell us a little bit about what grinds your gears about a pitch deck that you just don't want to see. <laughs> we love throwing like this ugly, up. I, I don't like <laughs> ugly decks, man. I don't like ugly decks. <laughs> um, man, I, I hate them. I mean, and I, and I know that's a general statement, but I mean, you, you should know if something is ugly or not. You should know something that's <laughs> or not. Something that's deck line. Visually digestible, I think, is what he's yeah, trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So you can have, listen, I'm, you can have the best idea in the world, and right. if, I'm, if I can't get past this ugly mist, I'm not even looking at your ideas. It's <laughs> probably bad. But I'm just saying that's how I am. I like things that look nice. Um, right. So if, 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 if you're struggling with that, hire somebody. If, if you want the best hired deck launch. Yeah, and now, uh, quick plug, um, if, you, if you're still having some issues that are the most serious, if you guys um, don't know where to turn and you need some, a starting point um, for your pitch deck, we do um, pitch deck one-on-one um, monthly uh, with the ION. Um, I think you can find it on Eventbrite, attend one of those classes. It'll give you a basis, at least so yeah, you know what you don't know, and then uh, that'll, that'll help you move to the next step, and then we can work together. To get you those yeah. decks that are not ugly. No ugly <laughs> slides. Yeah. No ugly slides. No, no, <laughs> no ugly slides whatsoever. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I would t I would say since since uh, since Rel just talked about ugly, I would I like to talk about content. Uh, the the uh, the last. Uh, so so having too many slides is, is one terrible thing. Having too much information on a slide. Is also just as bad. Uh, we've been we've been blessed that uh, judges have been able to turn their cameras off during uh, during Zoom competitions. But I, but before, uh, pre COVID, I literally <laughs> saw uh, the judges uh, after they saw basically a dissertation on one slide, two oh, hours, oh my start, god, and start texting in their on in their phones at a rather large pitch competition. And it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen in my life. Use what we can tell you guys. Use icons, big percentages, and just make sure you use, you use X amount of time for that slide. Don't don't write it. Please don't write a, a you don't need an essay. I promise. This leads into practice, which is our our, our next point because that's that's how you're going to know if it's too much. If you're not sure, when you practice and you run through it, so most competitions are going to have you know a time limit so everybody can go. You can get the questions and, you know, lots of times you want to give your, um, your investors or the judges enough time to ask questions because that's really what's different. You're always going to have your pitch deck, but what's different now is that you have somebody to ask you questions or not. So that's the most important part. So if you run through your doing your practice and you run through your pitch deck and you, you you're time yourself and it's 20 minutes or, or 10, 50 percent higher than than the time limit that they, they set for you, that's your target. Then you know you have too much. That's that's going to be a sign. That I need to trim down on some places. Or if there, if you trim down and there's no way you can trim down anymore, then you got to have a plan for how you're going to get 
your information across the key points in the in the time that you have allotted. Yeah, and I say this all the time. Um, I know they say practice makes perfect, but um, more I, I always say once you do have it perfect, you still need to do about five runs. <laughs> once you think you have it perfect, it's only going to get better from there. You're only going to get more comfortable. Uh, every time you practice the pitch. And so I, I, I stress this all the time. Practice, practice, practice. Um, even if you think you have it perfect, keep practicing. Because uh, I guarantee you something, something is going to change. You're going to realize something. Uh, it's going to be better. So just practice as much as you can. Try to practice more than the competition is going to practice. Yeah, and so uh, the thing that I, I always tell people, especially when I'm coaching them for pitches, is like go and look uh, for uh, questions that you think the judges are going to answer. So most of the time in a pitch competition, they'll give the, the judges a question or two a piece to ask you uh, to ask you about your business or something they saw on the slides. So uh, how do you avoid uh, not knowing the answer? You go look for the questions. Uh, when you find the questions, write down the answer to some of the some of them that that you think they're going to ask because you should be able if you did your pre preparation pre uh parallel another p this is like pitch perfect p alliteration day to day <laughs> but uh when you have that information go back to see what the expectations are for uh for that pitch competition you might know pretty much of what they're going to ask but but then what happens if you have a judge who uh, just wants to see if they can be the one who asks you the curveball question that has absolutely nothing to do with the business and you don't want to say, and you're not sure if you should say, I don't know. You don't have, you don't have to uh, lie in the question and make something up on the spot. Uh, but with conviction, you can just say, that's a good question. I'll follow up with you. And, uh, and and that's one of the things that we always tell uh, everybody to do. Yes, you sh you might you should be able to follow up most with most of the judges if you can help it, because you should be able to get either the email to the competition or the email to the person if you ask for their business cards, so on and so forth. Yeah, you should follow up with all the judges anyway. Regardless, you should of the you should anyway. always follow up because maybe the maybe one of those judges didn't have enough time to talk to you, but has. Ten thousand dollars in their pocket to get you uh, get your marketing popping. You just don't know. You should ask. Yeah, and curveball judge is definitely going to remember you when you follow up with them if they're if they're genuine about their question. So it's it's um it's a good win 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 situation there. So next up, let's talk about performance. Um, the number one thing um that, that, that something that we always stress about everything we do at Fresh Tech and Backlash is dressing the part. Um, we can't be we can't be fresh tech and not be fresh. Um, so just the part, <laughs> based on the tone of the competition in your brand. Um, if you're if you're a rapper, you don't need to wear a suit. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to wear a suit. Right. I'm opening a food truck, no suit, no need. Where's the t-shirt with the brand on? This make it make sense, and and Nick Nick is the the fashionable one out of out of all of us. So I'm gonna make you speak <laughs> really. <laughs> I, I think Darrell has all kinds of suits on there, but um, you know I think it's more um, so you can connect and be comfortable with the people that you're around. Um, you know we mentioned your brand, and at the end of the day, you got you're selling yourself. So just think you think of yourself as a package, 
um, all the things that we're talking about. We're talking about tone. Uh, we're talking about your delivery. You're trying to sell yourself. They have to buy into you first. So you don't want your clothing to be what, you know, what sours the relationship or what ruins a first impression for you. And that could go both ways. Now, I mean, if you're if you're overdressed, is is likely not to hurt you as much as being underdressed. But I mean, you want to be perfectly dressed for for the occasion, you know. So you make everybody feel comfortable around you. If if you're if you're in a three piece suit and everybody, you know, your judges are all ca- casual, it's probably not you're not going to connect with them the way that that you that you want to. So um, you got to think about that. And then performance wise, we we already talked about tech. Nothing goes just ruins everything more than stuff something not working. It's just every everybody feels awkward. It's nervous. And then when you get it right, it just takes a while for you to even get back in. They're, like, <laughs> they're ready for the next person. So you just want to have as little um, um, malfunction as possible, you know, with your clothing, <laughs> with your tech, um, with your wording, just everything. You want it to go smoothly so that your message is unencumbered um, being delivered um, to, to these judges. And then smile and be comfortable. Um, you know, if you, if you can get to a point where you forget that you're pitching, because if you're talking about your business, this is your baby, you're passionate about it, you hear any of, one of us talk about ideas, at some point you kind of leave that pitching mode and you start just really expressing your passion, and that's what people are going to feel. So you want get, to get, get to that phase. Um, and then answering your questions with conviction. If you don't, worst case scenario, you're not going to know something, you get back to it, go and research, so, and you should know everything else. Because you practice, you prepared, you prepared your pitch deck, deck lines helped you out. So you're ready to go, you know, be confident. Yeah, and, and conviction also goes with uh, when you're when you're presenting because it's easy to make a mistake. Even if you've done a presentation a, a hundred times, maybe you're on a maybe you're on a slide where you say the wrong number. And if you realize you said the wrong number, you can say excuse me, blah 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 blah, or you just keep on motoring right through it. And if you could do that, even if you know there's a mistake, and continue to speak with conviction and go, the judges The judges may ask you the question later if it's something really important. Otherwise, sound like you know uh, what you're talking about, what you do, because it's your business. It's your business idea. You are the person with the plan, and those ju- the judges may have, the, uh, may have experience, but they don't know exactly your vision as the leader of your business idea. Uh, they, they will never have that same uh, that that same outlook that you'll have. So, don't worry about it. You're the Can best I ask in the you room. guys a question? Sure. Can I ask you guys a question before we wrap up here? Um, what do you do when you disagree with a judge? How do you handle that? So, I, it's happened to me once. So, I, I guess <laughs> so. Um, so, so, so I gave a, so the only thing that I did is I, I kindly gave a counterpoint and that's probably the best way to do it. Uh, it wasn't to get flustered um, because, because right. judges are going to sometimes say what they want. And so I, I provided a counterpoint when he said he disagreed. I said, thank you for your opinion. And that's, and, and that's really about it. If you don't even, if you don't even want to get into it and you know that generally when you have those types of interactions with people, um, you may just have to say thank you for thank you for your uh, thank you for your perspective, judge, and just keep it going. That's not a bad and that's not a bad thing at all to just kind of deflect. I'm so glad Doc answered that question. 
<laughs> I really wanted you to answer it. <laughs> I, I, I know he. I, I know he did. <laughs> no, I mean, no, but yeah, don't take offense to it because you know you're, it's a vulnerable position to be in when you're pitching to these people. So, what were you gonna say, Russ? I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Nothing at all. I was gonna wrap up the show. <laughs> and on that note, thank you all for joining Fresh Tech Tips. We are here every Monday at twelve ish. I think we were pretty good today. Um last week, uh two weeks ago we wasn't. But um please join us every Monday, twelve o'clock on uh Facebook Live. Uh, please check us out on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google, SoundCloud, all of that great stuff. We're on there at Fresh Tech Tips. Please join the Facebook group, Fresh Tech Tips with the Z, of course. Um, and we just want to thank you guys for your time. We know how valuable it is, and we hope you got some value from this. Um, so when it comes to pitching, just remember to prep, practice, and perform great to have your pitch to perfection. See you guys next week. Thanks for going in. Fresh Tech Tips. Fresh Tech Tips. Thanks for listening to Fresh Tech Tips. Please like, share, and subscribe to Fresh Tech Tips. And join the Facebook group, Fresh Tech Tips. That's tips with a Z.